All right, listen, guys, I get it. Many of you are unable to financially support this ministry because you're spending your cash and your lives on raising young children in the fear and admonition of the Lord. Praise God for you and that endeavor. However, algorithms are a thing. Shadow banning, sadly, is a thing. And one major way that you can help to expand the reach and effectiveness of this ministry that doesn't cost you a dime is by spending just a few moments leaving us a five-star review. Also, perhaps even more effective than that, you can share our podcast with a friend. We hope you'll take the time to do so. Thank you so much. God bless. Are you aware of the rise of Eastern Orthodoxy and do you have tips on engaging it in debate? I debate them often online and in person. Would you be opposed to debating them? Um, No, I wouldn't be opposed. I'd be willing to have an Eastern Orthodox guy on the show and have a debate with him. Um, yeah, Eastern Orthodoxy, obviously there are unique distinctions, but, um, by and large, it's very similar to Rome. Uh, you don't just have one Pope, you have like a collection of Popes, right? So you have like a plurality of the papacy, uh, with Eastern Orthodoxy, but it's, it presents the same problems. Um, idol worship, uh, it presents the problems of justification by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, uh, problems with baptismal regeneration, um, all those different things. Uh, but Eastern Orthodoxy, um, although it has its problems, um, although I, you know, I would say the same thing that I say for uh, Roman Catholics. Um, you can be a Roman Catholic and be a Christian, but it will be despite Roman Catholicism, not because of it, right? So my point is, if you're a bad Catholic, you might be a good Christian. If you're a good Catholic, you're going to help. Um, And when I say a good Catholic, what I mean is subscribing to all the teachings of Rome. If you subscribe to all the teachings of Rome, uh, then you've just subscribed yourself out of the gospel of Jesus Christ, because still in the books, the Council of Trent anathematizes, curses the very gospel of Jesus Christ, that we're saved by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. That's still in the books. That's the official position of uh, the Roman Catholic Church. And although there are some distinctions, that remains um, a very similar position, some similar problems uh, with Eastern Orthodoxy. Uh, one of the reasons for the record for the split is uh, the Philoki. Um, so basically, like, does the Holy Spirit, Augustine, this is one of the things that he got into, St. Augustine, uh, but does the Holy Spirit proceed from the Father alone, or does the Holy Spirit uh, proceed from both the Father and the Son? Uh, both Catholics and Protestants um, such as myself, whether you be you know Baptist or Presbyterian or Anglican or you know whatever it might be, uh, we believe that that the Spirit proceeds from both the Father and the Son. Whereas Eastern Orthodoxy uh, would deny that and say that the Spirit proceeds from the Father alone. Uh, does this matter? Um, processions within the Godhead? Yep, it's, we're talking about theology proper. Uh, we're talking about you know doctrine of God. It does matter. Processions of the the three persons of the Trinity do in fact matter. Um, but uh, my suspicion, and many biblical scholars and you know historians, theological historians, would say that you know what really was at play was um, it was a battle of authority. Um, so they made a theological argument that does matter and has validity. Uh, but really, underneath that thin veil was the real issue of who's in charge. Um, and so, you know, in order to split, um, they, you know, they you know, hung their hat on the Philoke, you know, who, do, who does the spirit proceed from the father alone or both the son and the father. And that's why you have the split. And then also, you know, from that, you know, court, you know, cascades, other, uh, distinctions, one of them would be images, right? So the second commandment, um, you know, so, uh, Rome would say, um, that, uh, 
that, you know, that we uh, can have, you know, graven images, whereas Eastern Orthodoxy would say no graven images, uh, but you can have images, just not graven ones, right? So Eastern Orthodoxy would have, you know, pictures of Christ, um, like, like a, um, a painting, right? But it can't be 3D. It can be a 2D image, but it can't be a 3D image. It can't be an actual carve, uh, carved image, graven image, uh, like a statue. Um, and so, whereas Rome would say that's fine uh, because Rome has just completely discarded the second commandment. Um, and what they do, you know, because it's like you can't have nine commandments, that's pretty obvious. So to pull the wool over people's eyes, uh, to still have 10 commandments in Exodus 20, what they do is they, they skip the second commandment. So they go first, uh, straight from the first, thou shalt have no other gods before me to the third, thou shalt not take the name of the Lord uh, God in vain. Um, and then to get 10 commandments, what they do is they take the 10th commandment, thou shalt not covet, and they break that up into two commandments. Thou shalt not covet your neighbor's wife, and then thou shalt not covet your neighbor's stuff, his house or his male servant or female servant or his ox or his donkey or anything that is your neighbor's, right? So that's that's what Rome does is they take the 10th commandment and break it into two and, and delete the second commandment so they still have, you know, 10 commandments. And, um, and Rome does that because uh, they're fine with images in every regard. They're fine with the painting. They're fine with the sculpture. Um, Eastern Orthodoxy is fine with the painting, but not the sculpture. And so there's multiple ways that they've you know distinguished themselves and say it's a really really big deal. And some of it is the Philoki matter. Certainly processions within the Godhead matter. Um, but at the end of the day, what it really came down to was um, it was a battle of authority. Who's in charge? Who has authority? Does it rest in Rome? Does it rest with the Pope? Or does it rest with the council over here? And those kinds of things. So Eastern Orthodoxy, like Roman Catholicism, um, I believe that uh, if you follow it to the T, it is outside of Orthodoxy, ironically. Eastern Orthodoxy is not Orthodoxy. If you follow it to the T, uh, then you will go to hell. Um, because it is a false teaching. It denies the gospel of Jesus Christ. Both do. They introduce works. They introduce saints, um, idolatry, these kinds of things. They introduce um, grace being infused, not imputed, uh, not righteousness accredited to our account by faith alone. So not righteousness and grace imputed through faith, but rather infused through sacraments. Um, both are similar in that regard. Uh, yes, I would be willing to debate an Eastern Orthodox guy, um, I'd have to find the right guy that I feel willing to debate. All right, all right, all right. Stop twisting my arm. I know you want to hear the inside scoop. Here it is. The glorious vision of Right Response Ministries for the first half of next year, 2023. We have not one, not two, but three massive endeavors that we will accomplish by the grace of of God. The first you already know about. It's our Theonomy and Postmillennialism Conference. This is selling out incredibly fast. By the time this commercial airs, you may not even be able to get a ticket. I, I, I really don't know. So don't waste another moment. Go to rightresponseconference.com, rightresponseconference.com to join us for the Theonomy and Postmillennialism Conference next year. Now, this is where you come in. We need your help. Our next two endeavors are number one, a documentary style film, and number two, a brand new studio. Both of these things are seeking to accomplish one primary goal, which is excellent, high quality, glorious Christian media. We are tired of, of as Christians, doing things poorly. We've done our best with what we have, but by God's grace, we want to do even better. 
This is not going to be just another video. This is not going to be a sermon or an interview or a podcast, but we're going to make a documentary style film. And we're going to be hiring Nathan Anderson, the director of On Earth As It Is In Heaven, a very, very successful post-millennialism documentary that's on Amazon and YouTube, came out a couple years ago. He's going to be flying in from Chile to help us direct this film. And our documentary is going to be on postmillennialism and theonomy, why it's biblically valid, why it's absolutely necessary, and why, by the grace of God, theonomy and postmillennialism are currently on the rise. So we're going to make this film, and we need your support. And not just this film, but we're going to make all of our videos and podcasting and everything we do here at Right Response Ministries better. We want to achieve the highest level of quality and Christian excellence that we possibly can. That's where the new studio comes in. This new film, our our date that we're shooting for is it would be complete and publicly available in May or June of 2023, next year. The studio, our goal is that it would be completely done in its construction and the equipment and the setup and the stage and everything by January, February of 2023 next year. We need your prayers. We need your encouragement. And for those of you who are willing to do so, we need your generous support. You can give towards these endeavors by going to rightresponseministries.com forward slash donate. Again, that's rightresponseministries.com forward slash donate. Thank you so much for all your help. God bless. Thanks so much for listening, but real quick, Before you go, do us a small favor, take a moment, and leave us a five-star review if you enjoyed the show. This is undoubtedly the best way that you can help us get this biblically faithful content to as many people as possible. Thanks so much.